Welcome to Let the Money Talk podcast by Philip Capital India. A podcast that provides the latest analysis of the Indian capital market. In this episode, our research experts will provide the most insightful analysis in the market. Hello friends, this is Jayadeep Sen from Philip Capital Fixed Income Desk. Hope you are having a happy Diwali with family and friends. We'll talk of today's report called Running Yield dated 25th October 2022. The topic for today's report is the yield differential between sovereign bonds or government bonds between US and the India. There is a lot of discussion in market circles, media circles, social media circles that the gap is reducing. Yes, the differential is reducing and there are concerns being expressed. The concern is that with the reducing differential between India and US government bond yields, foreign flows will dry up. However, here we have a different view from what is being commonly shared in media and social media and a certain section of the market. Let's look at the facts first. The US 10-year sovereign bond yield is approximately 4.2%, which is high as per their standards. And the India government bond 10-year yield is approximately 7.5%. So the differential is 3.3% approximately. And yes, this differential of 3.3% is low as per historical standards. Just to throw a bit of history uh, into this thing, um, if you look at the um, 15 year history of this differential, it's approximately around 5%. Um, if you take a 10 year history, it's approximately more than 5%, and last 5 years history is less than 5%. But any which way, it is uh, higher than the current approximately 3.3%. If we look at a longer history, last 22 years history, the average differential is 4.3%. So yes, again, against 4.3, current 3.3% is on the lower side. However, if you look at certain other countries like India, Germany, you know, why Germany? There is no European yield per se, and uh, Germany is taken as the representative economy, representative market for Germany. So uh, the differential between 10-year India government bond yield and the 10-year German, they call it bond, BUND, bond yield is 5.1% and currently it is 5.08%. So it's around the uh, long-term average. Uh, if we come to uh, India-Japan 10-year uh, bond differential yield, it is actually higher than the long-term average. Last 22 years, uh, it was 6.66%, now it is 7.17%, so slightly higher. Only that, uh, against the US, the differential is uh, lower than historical standards. Now, coming to our argument, why, why it is not as um, relevant or as uh, important? The extent of foreign ownership of India government bonds is less than 2%, approximately 1.4%. So that gives you, um, if the foreign ownership of India government bonds is 1.4%, uh, that is not as relevant as if they are holding about say 50% or 40% or 30%, uh, it is only 1.4%. So if foreign holding is only 1.4%, who holds India government bonds? Mostly banks, commercial banks, just under 40%. Then we have insurance companies including uh, LIC which is like uh, 20 odd percent. Then the IBI itself is the third largest holder. And then we have various private funds, mutual funds, and cooperative banks and all that. Uh, if you look at the trend in foreign ownership of India government bonds, which is currently less than 
in 2017-18, it was like more than 4%, it was around 4.5%, but thereafter they have sold and now it is less than 2%. In the initial part of the pandemic, in March, April 2020, they sold uh, severely. That was the highest ever sales of uh, India government bonds uh, in history. And they have uh, not really come back after that. Uh, now, uh, the holding of uh, foreigners in India government sovereign bonds cannot be very high because there are limits. The limit is like 6%, 6.5% of uh, outstanding stock. However, even within that, um, the limits are not utilized. So currently, approximately 25% uh, of the limit is utilized. And there is another category called long-term sovereign investors, is approximately 9% utilized. Which is why we are saying, even though uh, limit is like 6, 6.5% of outstanding government stock, their holding is like less than 2%. Uh, similarly, for corporate bonds also, uh, there are limits, uh, upper limits, and only 17% of those limits are utilized. The other concern is currency movement, and the uh, common belief is that uh, if the differential is not high, foreign investors will not come in, and that would need to lead to currency weakness. And yes, uh, currency weakness is a big thing now. The rupee breached 83 recently. Uh, now, again here, if you look at a perspective, long-term historical perspective, against USD, uh, iron has been uh, weakening uh, forever. If you look at certain other currencies, like Euro, for example, yes, historically, rupee has been weakening against the Euro, but uh, off rate over the last year or so, the rupee has actually appreciated against the Euro, not depreciated. If you look at uh, GBP, which is called uh, cable, same this thing, long-term history, INR has been weakening. If you look at the last one year or so, INR has actually strengthened. Similarly, against any major currency, be it Euro, be it GBP, be it Japanese Yen, be it uh, Chinese Renminbi of late, the rupee has actually strengthened, not weakened. So only against the USD, the rupee has uh, weakened. Uh, there is data from IMF uh, this year, uh, calendar year till date, what is the extent of weakening of uh, various currencies vis-a-vis the uh, USD. So again, there we see uh, major currencies like uh, Japanese Yen or other currencies like uh, the Euro and uh, GBP and all that, they have depreciated more than the extent of depreciation of uh, our uh, rupee. So net-net, the crux of our argument is to say that if someone says that uh, foreign flows will dry up, uh, it is not that um, Currently, foreigners are investing heavily in India government bonds. So, if we, one says it will dry up, so question is what? What will dry up? They have only 1.4% of our uh, outstanding stock. And if one is uh, talking about investments in equity, uh, equity is a different ball game altogether. So, rather than higher interest rate, lower interest rates will help because if interest rates is high, uh, money being one of the inputs of production, which is capital basically, if the cost of money is higher that would actually be a disincentive. If cost of money is lower, uh, that input capital will be relatively uh, cheaper and that will actually help companies to earn more, to have a higher EPS and uh, higher EPS is actually better for equity investments. So uh, higher interest rate goes against the grain of the argument of saying that uh, higher interest rates will lead to higher growth or will lead to higher investments in equity and uh, that kind of thing. So net net, yes, uh, it is relevant. We should have a, a differential, but currently, whatever it is, our yield around 7.5, then it is, they are around 4.2%. The differential is low. It is relevant, 
but uh, that is not a make or break factor for our economy. To know more, please read our today's report called Running Yield, dated 25th October 22. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please forward it to others, share it on social media, and leave a review. Follow this channel to hear about other podcasts. This podcast was prepared by Philip Capital India Private Limited. The information provided with this podcast is only for educational purposes and should not be considered as financial advice, and this does not take into account any specific investment objectives, financial situations, and neither do we warrant the correctness or accuracy of any information mentioned herein. The information and any analysis forecast, projections, expectations, and opinions have been obtained from public sources which Philip Capital Research believes to be reliable. Philip Capital, its group entities, and any of its representatives shall not be liable for any loss of any nature whatsoever caused or suffered owing to inaccurate or incomplete information mentioned herein.